1 Kings chapter number 17. It's available here on our screens as well. If you're joining us, uh, you don't have your Bible with you, you can look on the screens there. If you're watching online, the scriptures are also shared uh, there in the comments. And if you would like to connect with us, we are more than happy to connect with you in Bible studies. And if you are here today and you would like to be baptized in the saving name of Jesus Christ, we are more than happy to baptize you today. We are more than happy to do so. If you have questions about it, we are more than happy to answer those questions. We have the robes, the towels, the water. We are we're always ready to celebrate when someone is ready to be baptized. And we're reading from the Old Testament. Felt the Lord direct me this week, and um, I want to I want to do my absolute best to speak what He has shared with me to speak to you. And Elijah the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab, and it's important to notice. Nothing is said of Elijah. Elijah's just showing up on the scene, coming out of nowhere. He just makes this, 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 what you're about to read is happening. It was, it was not given any warning. It was not shared with him before. He is just coming up out of the blue, if you would, to the king, to the Ahab, to, to the one that is the most powerful there in that time in his life there. And he, this is what he says, as the Lord God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years except at my word. It's not going to rain. There's going to be a drought. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, get away from here. Jesus tells Elijah, he's, Elijah is telling him, all right, you spoke your word. Now it's time to go. Get out of here. Turn eastward. Go hide by the brook. There's going to be a drought. I want you to go hide by the brook, which flows into the Jordan. And it will be that you shall, listen, drink from the brook. There's a drought, but I'm sending you. You're going to be drinking from the brook. And then he says, I've commanded the ravens to feed you there. So he went and he did according to the word of the Lord, for he went and stayed at the brook, which flows into the Jordan. I'm going to read quickly. The ravens brought him, somebody say the ravens. They brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening. And he drank from the brook. And it happened after a while that the brook dried up because there had not been any rain in the land. And the word of the Lord came to him saying, the word comes to him again, the brook dries up. And God tells Elijah, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. So he arose, he went to Zarephath, and he came to the gate of the city. And indeed, a woman was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, please bring me a little water and a cup that I may drink. And as she was going to get it, he calls to her and says, please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. I need you to picture this for just a moment. Everybody has probably heard at one point this statement. Since you're up, since you're up, can you go ahead and get me a drink of water? Can you go ahead and get me a snack? I got three boys. Can you go ahead? I, I just want a bedtime snack. Can, since you're, and they tell me this, they're nine, they're six, and two. Since you're up, the nine and six-year-old, not the two. If he's talking like that, we're going to have real problems. Since you're up, and I need you to picture this because the woman is gathering sticks and he asked this complete stranger, he is a Hebrew, she is a Gentile, he comes walking up and he says, could you please get me some water? And she's so kind and so gracious, and as she is making her way, he says, can I add to the order, please? 
before you get the water, can you go ahead and get me some bread too? And I need you to understand what's happening here. This woman could have had attitude like you and I sometimes. Never on a Sunday, but Monday mornings. And this is what she says. As the Lord your God lives, I don't have bread. I don't have bread. Only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. And look, she tells him, look at me. I'm gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son. We're going to eat it and then we're going to die. There's a drought. There is no expectation beyond today. And Elijah says to her, do not fear. Go, do as you have said, but make me a cake first and bring it to me. And afterward, make some for yourself and your son. Two more verses. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, the bin of flour shall not be used up. The jar of oil will not run dry until the day of the Lord sends rain on the earth. So she went away and did according to the word of Elijah and she and he and her household ate for many days. With the help of the Lord today, I, 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 I want to just, I just want to speak to you today from 1 Kings chapter number 17. Almost, empty-handed, almost, almost empty-handed. I know that there is so much that craves and demands for our attention. There are responsibilities, there are things that require so much of us. But I ask for this next little while, as we would focus on the word of the, word of the Lord and we would journey through it together, that we would give our attention to what God wants to speak to us together today. Would you pray with me right now, right where you're standing? Lord, we're so thankful today. You've blessed us with the opportunity to look into your word, to journey through this time together, this text together. And Lord, I pray your anointing upon your people. I pray a special anointing upon your congregation. God, those that are both in person and online, we pray over them today. We pray, God, as you would anoint them, uh, you would anoint me, remove error from my mind and from my mouth, help me to speak your words and help me not to get in the way of it, God. And we promise and we'll be certain to give you the glory, to give you the honor and all of the praise. In Jesus' name, we pray. Somebody shout his name. You may be seated. The verse starts in chapter number one. The chapter starts in verse one of of. Second, first Kings 17, Elijah the Tishbite, he comes on to the scene and he is immediately speaking to the king. As I mentioned just a few moments ago, there was no warning, there was no application process, there was no opportunity for him to introduce himself, there was no one else that could vouch for him. He comes on to the scene and begins to speak to the king. He was anointed, he was given this role by God, and he was here to serve a purpose. Why that matters from the very beginning is this, that God can use whoever he wants to use. Elijah, you don't come with a lot of qualifications. Elijah, you don't, came with, you don't come with everybody knowing your reputation, but God can use whoever he wants to use. 
It was not, I need to see your resume. It was not, who do you know? How long have you been in this? No, it was Elijah the Tishbite comes walking up and speaking to the king. I want somebody to know that God can take anybody from anywhere and put them in a place to serve a role that he, oh, come on, that he has set before you. Stop thinking that you gotta be well known. Stop thinking that the, that the reputation and the qualifications have to be this long in order for you to do something. No, God will use those that will speak. God will use those that will be willing. God will use those on a Sunday morning that may feel forgotten, that may feel isolated. Elijah, where you from? I don't know you. That doesn't matter. I didn't come for myself. I came for a word from God and I've come to deliver it. And I'm speaking to wonderful people that God will use, that God will anoint, that God will allow you to serve in areas you didn't plan on if you just be obedient to what God wants you to say. Elijah the Tishbite, can you imagine the audacity, the character that he had, his personality? I see Elijah walking with some swag. I see him walking with some attitude. I see him walking, I need to speak to the king. Do you have an appointment? No. Who do you think you are? I'm Elijah the Tishbite. Yahweh is my God. That's what his name meant. And they understand and know, so when, when he comes walking in, Yahweh is my God. This guy's different. This guy's walking in with some confidence. This guy's walking in with some understanding. Why? It's not about who you are, Elijah, but it's who your God is. Somebody needs to get a hold of this this morning. Because it has nothing to do with my strength. It has nothing to do with my intellect. It has nothing to do with my family. It has nothing to do with my upbringing. Yahweh is my God. He is the one that it all, hear me. And he shows the king this. Not only, not only does he walk up without an appointment. Not only does he make his way without reservations, but he has the audacity to speak to the most powerful man there, the king. And this is what he says to the king. He says, the Lord lives as the Lord lives and as I stand before him. Ahab the king was used to people honoring him. Ahab the king was used to people saying, oh king, you're the one, you got it all together, you're the bomb, you got it all together, you are everything, oh king, live forever. But Elijah walks in and says, as the Lord God my live, as the Lord God lives, the Lord my God, somebody say it was personal. As the Lord my God lives, and I stand before him, he is not even acknowledging the role of the king. He's saying, I know you're the king, yes, but I'm not standing before the king. I'm standing before God Almighty. Why does that matter today? I want somebody to be encouraged because though I may face some obstacles, I want the obstacle to know I am standing before somebody that is greater than you. I know I'm looking at difficulty, but I stand before him. I know I'm looking at sickness, but I stand before him. 
I know I'm looking at grief, but I stand before him as the Lord my God lives. I stand before him. Yes, there's challenge, but let challenge be reminded. I stand with the Lord. Let difficulty be reminded. I stand with the Lord. He's bigger than any sickness. He's greater than any challenge. He's greater than any obstacle. And Elijah made sure he said it straight. I may be in your presence, but I'm standing before my God. I want somebody to believe that. I want somebody to believe that on Sunday morning because there's gonna be things that you walk through. There's gonna be difficulties that you walk through that if you're not careful, it may make your knees weak. It may make you crumble until you remember, hold on, I stand before the Lord. I'm not by myself. He is my might. He is my shield. Yes, I'm going to the school hallways, but I'm covered by the Lord. Yes, I'm walking the challenges, but I am covered by God Almighty. Yes, there's difficulty I don't understand, but I stand before the Lord. Ahab, you're the king, but don't get it twisted. I stand before the Lord first. You, I, I know you got some authority and you got some dominion and you got some servants, but I stand before the Lord first. I need somebody to be encouraged today. Whatever it is that you're facing, I stand with the Lord. I stand with the Lord. Yes, there's challenges, but I stand with the Lord. And he speaks this word. He says, it's not going to rain. There's not going to be dew or rain. until. Think about it for just a moment. You never heard about the God. And he comes walking in and he says, there ain't going to be rain till I say so. That's a bad man. He's either crazy or Yahweh is his God. He's either out of his mind or he knows who he belongs to and he knows, uh, hear me, and he knows who has sent him. He's either crazy or he has confidence and faith in the same God that you and I serve today. It's not gonna rain until I say so. And check this out, this powerful moment, right? You can imagine he's feeling fire, he's looking fresh, he makes his way, he makes sure the road flies as he spins. I can see him walking. Knocks the dirt out of his chancla and makes his way. And isn't it like God to simply remind you, uh, you ain't all that, bro. Because he goes from saying there's not going to be any rain to realizing he's going to be in a drought too. I need you to get that because sometimes we feel like I'm speaking in faith and I got blessings from the right hand, from the left hand behind the back. And then you realize you said, oh my goodness, I'm going to drop now too. <laughs> and the Lord tells him, all right, you did what you're supposed to do. Now go. You're about to be hid. I'm going to hide you because they're going to be after you. And there's a drought. Everybody's going to be mad at you. But here's the thing. I had you speak those words, but I want you to understand, I have already provided the resources that you need. You stepped out in faith. You said something bold that I told you to say. 
You declared something that I wanted you to declare because I wanted them to understand that their God is false, that their God has no power, that their God does not have any authority, that their God does not have any dominion. And while they were busy praying to Baal and while they were busy praising and worshiping the creation rather than the creator, I want them to be reminded, Elijah, that I am God and God alone. So you're going to walk through some things, but here's the thing. I want you to go to the brook. You're going to be there because there is water there. And just so you know, think about it for just a minute. Just so you know, he's just getting the instructions. But then God says, I want you to go there because I have commanded the ravens to feed you. If you ever want to be humble, check this out. God, let's slow it down real quick. God spoke to the ravens before he ever gave Elijah instructions. Elijah's like, uh, I'm the one, you know, I spoke the word. Did you hear my voice? I, I went deep. I said, it ain't gonna rain. Did you hear me? I didn't walk in there with a squeaky voice. I told him, God, it ain't gonna rain. You hear me? And God's like, I need you to go to the brook. I've commanded the ravens, this is going to help somebody, I've commanded the ravens to meet you there, to feed you there. Before God ever gave instructions to Elijah, God had already talked to his resources. God had already had a meeting with his provisions. God had already instructed those that were going to support, those that were going to supply, those that were going to meet the need that he was going to have. That had already taken place. Why does that matter? Because I've come to encourage somebody today, before you ever got the word of the Lord, before you were ever given any instructions, God had already set things in motion. God had already put things in order. The provisions and the plans have already been there. I've come to help somebody on this Sunday morning. When you think like, God, why are you leading me? And it's literally one step at a time, Alex. It's literally one day at a time. Okay, you go and speak to the king. Now I need you to go to the brook. And as you're on the way to the brook, so you know, I've already talked to the ravens, Vinny. And when you get there, the ravens, I've already ordered your food. It's going to be delivered every day and every night. You have something coming your way. Here it is. Hold on before you get excited. This is why. You can't get frustrated and quit. This is why when you're hurt, you can't give up. Because your delivery is already on the way. Elijah, if you stay frustrated, if you stay hurt, if you get upset and you never go to the brook, you're going to miss the provisions that I've already ordered for you. If I stay... In my anger, in my bitterness, if I get angry and say, you know what, forget this. This ain't for me. You had me walk to the king and risk my life. Now you've got me by a brook. And where's my food supposed to come from? Oh, it's coming from the dirtiest bird I could find. What? You couldn't bring, you couldn't bring my meal on a platter? You couldn't have sent the angel? Michael and Gabriel ain't doing nothing up there anyway. You don't got an angel to spare. They got wings. You send a raven? Isn't it like God to show you and I that I'm going to do things that won't make sense to anybody else. I'm going to work in ways that nobody else can put their finger on. 
Can you imagine that day in a drought as you're out there and you're starving and all of a sudden you see ravens? My man's got bread. Look, there's another one. He's got like chicken. What in the world? Can you imagine people looking like, where did they get that bread from? Yahweh is my God. What? Where did they get that? We're over here starving. There's a drought. We got no food. And there's ravens flying through the those dirty birds flying through the air. Where are they going? Little did they know the prophet, the man of God was on the other side just being obedient to the voice of God, just showing up where he was supposed to show up, just being faithful when it didn't make sense, just being there day after day. And little did he know that all the time God had already ordered, God had already instructed, God had already had it planned. Here comes your meal. Here comes your provision. I've come to tell somebody today, keep walking, keep being faithful, keep making those steps. I know it doesn't make sense. I know it hurts. I know there's challenges. But God has already ordered your provisions and it's coming from an unlikely source. And as it unfolds, this is the Bible. This is the word of God. This isn't anything fabricated. This isn't anything made up. This is what we read together. First Kings chapter number 17. Elijah, the man of God, is where he's supposed to be. He's eating out of the raven's beaks. They come and drop it off. I can see it in my, my mind works different, but I could just see that bird like taunting him. Coming in as he goes to grab it. I can see those eyes looking at him. And I can see Elijah just humbled like, bro, give me it. G give it to me. Just get, I can just see. God, why do you have me here? Why do you have me here? You got me eating out of something that's dirty. You got me having to, hear me, having to rely on something that is unlikely, something that nobody else would want, something that nobody else would choose. But here I am, right here in the middle of it. And then it gets worse. You ever felt like, God, it seems like, what are you doing? I'm trying to catch my breath. I'm running for my life. The king is going to want to kill me. You got me in a drought that you asked me to call for, so I called for it. I'm thirsty too. So you put me by a brook, and now I'm eating out of a raven's beaks, but... As he takes a look to the left, he stops hearing that stream of water. What used to flow then trickled. And now, as he looks, it's just rocks. Because the Bible says that the brook dried up. I feel like this may be where somebody is today. I'm just being what you want me to be. I'm showing up, I'm being faithful. I say what you want me to say. I do what you want me to do. You said you're going to provide for me. You provided the meat. You said I was going to have water. I'm living in a drought, and now you take the only source of water. Has anybody ever felt like the brook that God provided has dried up? You ever feel like, God, what are you doing? You led me here. Why is the water out now? You called me to this place. I was obedient. I showed up where you wanted me to show up. And now as I look, you got more pain for me. You got more heartache. I can barely catch my breath. But now you got me by a brook that is drying up. And 
God speaks to him, arise and go to Zarephath. What? Hear me. Zarephath, which is inside, which belongs to Sidon. He is a Hebrew. He is a Jew. He is a Hebrew. Where he is being asked to go now is where the Gentiles are. The man that he is running from, Ahab, his wife Jezebel, is a Gentile. These are her parts. So you, you ask me to call for a drought, I call for the drought. You say you're going to hook me up. I got bird dash. It's delivered. I'm eating. You say there's going to be water. There's a brook. The brook is drying up. And now you're sending me to the area of where that crazy lady is? This don't make sense. But he says, arise and go to Seraphat. I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. This is so important. Elijah quickly can recall the voice of the Lord telling him, I have commanded ravens to feed you, to meet you there. And now it is coming. I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. So he makes his way. What I, what I want to just kindly encourage somebody with is when we are walking through things that don't make sense, you hold, you hold to what God has already done before. Because Elijah, if you get caught up with only the brook being dry, when you get caught up with only the ravens running out of meat, if you get caught up with, 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 with a Jezebel being after your head, if that's all that you hold to, you won't ever get up and go to Zarephath. But I've commanded a widow there. Lord, I remember when you commanded the ravens. So though I don't understand, though I'm weak in my body, though I'm tired, I'm going to go ahead and be obedient to what you have called me to do. I'm going to hold to what you've done in the past and know that you are leading me and my faith is in you. And before he can get there, if I can just kindly point out an observation, he could have at any time spoke for rain. At any time in the drought, because he said it's not going to rain until I say so. At any time, he could have looked back at himself and said, I think this is enough. I think it's okay for me to be selfish right now. I'm tired of being thirsty. I'm tired of walking through these dry parts. I'm tired of feeling weak. I'm tired of this battle. I'm tired of this difficulty. Why don't I just call for rain now, Josh? Why don't I just call for what I need? But it's such a lesson. It's such a lesson, not one that I could say I've mastered, but simply one that I'm observing, that I cannot afford to be selfish in my suffering. Because it was never about you, Elijah. And if you get caught up being selfish in where you're suffering, then those that God has called you to will miss what God has for them. And this is what we see. He doesn't get selfish. He simply goes to Zarephath where the Bible says that God had commanded a widow. He arose and when he came to the gate, somebody say, indeed, there was a widow there gathering sticks. And you got to think about it for just a moment. You're hungry. You've walked miles after miles. 
and you make your way. And Elijah says, God provided with the ravens. He hooked me up. That meat was so good. That bread was so life-changing. I can't wait to see what he has in Zarephath. And when he walks in the gate, it's a struggling, poor, widow woman gathering sticks. Has anybody ever walked into a situation and said, this was not what I thought it was going to be? I'm pretty sure in Elijah's mind, he said, oh, when I get there, Jeremiah, it's going to be, I, can't, I cannot, she's going to have the table served. Fresh tortillas, a little bit of butter where it's dripping out, you know what I mean? Just, oh, I cannot wait once I get there. And when he walks up, she doesn't have anything of her own. She's literally having to find sticks to put together. I won't be much longer, but as he makes his way, he calls to her and he says, please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. And the next verse as we read together, he says, as she was going to get it, he said, please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. I need you to bring me just, just, just a little bit. And the Bible says, and we read this together, that she looks back at him and she says, I don't have anything. I don't have bread. I, I don't have what you're asking me for. Matter of fact, I'm literally almost empty-handed. All I have are the sticks that I'm gathering. All I have is a little bit of flour and a little bit of oil, and I'm gathering these sticks because today is the final day for my seminar. This is it. And if I can kindly remind you the importance of the timing that God establishes. Elijah, if you would stay and argue at the brook about having to go to Zarephath, you would have missed the moment. She's gathering sticks on the outside. She only has expectations to make something and that's it for her and her child. But, Elijah, you were obedient to the call of God when it didn't make sense. You were faithful when you didn't feel like it. You got up and you made effort when all you had was fatigue and weariness. You made the effort. You took the time. You got up and you went to Zarephath. And God is presenting you with the need that goes beyond your own. And she says, all I have is a little bit of flour and a little bit of oil and some sticks. I am literally almost empty-handed. And it is in that moment that God speaks through Elijah to that widow woman. To that widow woman. Now this is what the Bible shows us in Luke, that there were many widows. There were many to choose from in that day. But God chose her. There was something about this woman. There was something about her knowing that though I don't have much, I'm going to give everything that I can give today. Though I don't have much to my name and though I don't have expectations for tomorrow, all I am focused on is today. And he noticed that woman in such a way because who God chooses for the miraculous, he trusts for service. I want the miraculous. The way that God looks at it is the miracle will be will be going to the one that I can trust with service. 
This woman at any point could have had an attitude. This woman at any point could have said, forget you, forget your God. Who do you think you are walking into my sorrow, walking into my grief, walking into my dilemma? Who do you think you are to ask me for the last little bit that I have? We sang about it just a moment ago. Every breath, all I have, all I have to offer, she embodies that. She knows this is my last meal, but if it's being asked of me, then allow me to serve. And God takes notice and says, then allow me to work on your behalf. If I can trust somebody with service in the middle of the difficulty that they're going through, please hear me. If I can trust somebody with service when it seems like it's too much to ask. If I can trust somebody in the middle of sorrow, in the middle of suffering. If I can trust somebody, then allow me to work a miracle that no one else sees. A miracle that no one else can put a name to. A miracle that nobody else can label. A miracle that nobody else can take credit for. She says, I'm almost empty handed. This is all that I got. And God speaks through Elijah. And I'm just about done. He speaks through Elijah. And he says, you do what you have said, but make me a cake first. And the Lord is saying that the flour that is in the bin will never go out. And the oil will not run out until there is rain that is coming to your life. What I have felt the Lord challenged me to speak to the wonderful people of our church today is that though there is difficulty, though there is challenge, though there are things that you and I do not understand, though you may have walked into church on Sunday morning feeling almost empty-handed, what you have for today is what God is going to honor. What is God, what is God going to bless? And he said, hear me. He said, the bin that you have it will not run out. The oil that you are pouring from, it will not run out. He didn't say, here's brand new bins. He didn't say, it's going to be running over for everyone to have. He didn't say, the oil is about to be enlarged and your capacity is about to grow. No, he said, what you have today will not run out. What you possess today will not run out. So sweet mother, as you get up on Monday morning, just know, I know you felt depleted yesterday, but you got enough to go into the bin and to reach in again and say, I know it may not be flowing over. I know the jar isn't larger today, but I do know this. I, I was almost empty handed, but I got enough for today. I was almost depleted. I was almost empty. I was almost dry, but I've got enough for today. I know it doesn't make sense to anybody else, but as you stand, I've come to speak to somebody today who's walking back to the bin. And you say, I'm almost empty handed, Dana, but I've got enough for today. I know, I know it doesn't look like much to anybody else, but God said, if I would just take if I would just serve, if I would just give what I have today, there will be some tomorrow. If I would just focus, if I would just focus on what I have right here on this moment, I know it's not much to anybody else. I know it's difficult. I know it's challenging. But he said the bin will never run out. 
and the oil will never run dry until the Lord brings the rain and there is replenishment for my soul and there is replenishment. I've come to tell somebody that is literally walking, hear me, that is literally walking day to day to day to day. God did not give her the finished product. God did not make the cake for her. God did not prepare the cakes for her. No, she got up every morning and she reached her hand into that barrel. She reached her hand over that, over that to that little jar and she began to pour that oil again all by herself. It was a miracle every day she got up. I'm preaching to somebody today. It was a miracle every day when she reached in there. I don't have much strength, but I'm reaching for today. I can't tell you five months from now, but I'm reaching for today. I can't tell you about everything that's going to unfold from here on out, but I can tell you this. I was almost empty-handed, but I had enough for today, and God said it's not going to run out until replenishment is coming. You keep reaching into that bin. You keep serving. You keep believing, and I'll meet you. I will meet you there. In your obedience, tired, stricken by grief and sorrow. She had zero expectation and hope. She had zero hope and expectation for what the days ahead would hold. She said, this is it today. But God said, no, no. You keep reaching in because it's not going to run out. But it still looks just as empty. I could imagine her and even her son walking over to that bin. Mom, it didn't get any heavier. It doesn't feel any more full. I know, sweetheart. He didn't say it was going to be running over. He didn't say, he didn't say that it would be a bigger bin and a bigger jar. No. He just said it wasn't going to run out. I know you heard it. I know you feel that. I know there's questions and I don't seem like that. It doesn't seem like there's answers. It doesn't seem like it's any heavier. It doesn't seem like there's any more. But there's enough. Because almost empty handed is enough for today. I know you're just gathering sticks, mama. I know you're just putting the little that you can find together. But God says you grab those sticks. I'll help you with the fire. I'll help you. I'll help you produce. I'll help you get beyond today. I'll help you for tomorrow. I'll help you in the next day. And right here on this Sunday morning, there are things in your life that are nobody else's business. But you've been looking into the bin and it looks empty. You've been looking into your life and it feels like there's no more there. You feel, I'm just gathering sticks. I'm just almost empty-handed. But God is saying, it won't run out. It won't run out until the Lord sends rain to replenish your soul. I'm going to be what you need. I'm going to be your strength. I'll be your strength for the day. I'll be your hope for the day. I'll be your encouragement. I'll be your peace. I'll be that. Right here, right now, would you lift your hands all over the sanctuary today? Elijah, you could have called it.
Eliza, you could call Ray. But I did this for my people to trust me. Eliza, you can call for the drought to be over, but I was showing them who I am. Elijah, this widow woman that you have stumbled upon is no accident. There are many that I could have cho chosen, but I chose her for a reason and a purpose that goes beyond the suffering, that goes beyond what others can see. And I'll be a strength, and though she's almost empty-handed, I am her God. I am her God. And on this Sunday morning, there are some that feel that way. You're gathering sticks and you only got a handful. You feel almost empty-handed. But today, come to remind you that your God is mindful of you, that He cares for you, that He listens, that He hears. And right here on this Sunday morning, He is open. He is open to strengthen you. He is open to heal. He is open to encourage you. And in this time, as we go back into a time of worship unto God today, as we entertain His presence, I want to invite you here this morning. Just as that woman would have to walk to a bend and just as she would have to walk to that jar of oil, I wonder if you would make steps to an altar today. I know it's not a bend here. I know it's not a jar here. But taking steps, say, God, I'm going to take steps. I know, it's, I know I'm almost empty-handed, but I got enough for today. I've got enough for today. And I believe as I step towards you today, you're going to replenish my soul. You're going to replenish my spirit. You're going, to, you're going to add where there wasn't. You're going to speak where there was silence. You're going to encourage and strengthen where only you can. I'm not ashamed and I'm not embarrassed. So right here on this Sunday morning, I come almost empty-handed. And it's you. It's you that adds the increase. It's you that makes the difference. It's you. It's you. You're my strength. You're my strength. You're my strength. Right here on this Sunday morning, would you allow God to be your strength today? Would you allow God to be your peace today? Would you allow God to speak where nobody else has access? I, I could have been frustrated. I could have been upset. I could have been angry. God, why are you bringing me here? God, why are you doing that? Why are you doing this? But I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to be obedient. And I didn't realize it. But somebody else's salvation was on the other side. I didn't realize it. But you were sending me to somebody else so that they could have hope. So that they could have something beyond what they knew, beyond what they see. And right here today on this Sunday morning, you minister. Where only you can today. Come on, would you let God strengthen you this morning? Would you let God speak to you today? I feel overwhelmed. I feel, God, like I've gone everywhere you've asked me to go, but the brook's getting dry. The ravens have stopped delivering. The king is after me. What do you want from me? Go to Zarephath. Go to Zarephath. Because before the multiplication and before that miracle happens, there's going to be service that takes place. There's going to be service that takes place. Withholding nothing. Withholding nothing. Withholding nothing. Withholding nothing. Withholding nothing. It feels so heavy for my family. 
feels so heavy. Burn a bed things that have happened. The bit won't run out. Keep reaching. The jar won't be dry. Keep pouring. I know it doesn't feel like much. I know it doesn't even look like much. But it's going to be there. It's going to be there. Day after day after day. He said, until the Lord sends the rain. Until you're completely replenished. Keep reaching. It's going to be there. When I feel overwhelmed with family, with responsibilities, with sorrow and grief, when I'm almost, almost empty-handed, I reach into the bin again, and He has provided. I reach in for the jar, and He has provided. He has provided. before you ever made a move before you ever made a move I already spoke to the racist before you ever before you ever took a step I have already ordered your provision I have already spoke to the resources I have already provided and I'm moving and I'm speaking in ways you don't see be faithful be obedient Elijah Take the steps. Make the efforts. It's according to my time. It's according to my time. Your trust in God is not in vain. Your trust in God is not in vain. It's not in vain. Today you encourage. I give. 